for the week of October 25th, 2021. This is Star Wars TV Talk, where we dive deep into every Star Wars TV and Disney Plus streaming series, as well as all the latest news coming out of the Today, we are reviewing the first episode of The Bad Batch, Aftermath, in which the bad batch of clones we met in the final season of The Clone Wars find themselves confused by the sporadic actions of their counterparts, which begin hunting down the Jedi. But before we had some news break, Hayden Christensen will return again in the Ahsoka series. Dave, how do you feel about that news? Well, I'm glad that they're getting, uh, you know, Hayden back to reprise his role as Anakin slash Vader, depending on when they're setting this in the timeline. But based on what we've seen of Ahsoka already in The Mandalorian, I'm assuming he's going to be playing the Vader character. Um, I'll be honest, I'm not really a fan of Hayden Christensen, but continuity's sake, you have to get him. He He's young Vader now. There's just no way around it. But yeah, that's and I, not going to stop me from watching it. <laughs> right. And I do think that he, they might try to do some flashbacky stuff. Like, I wonder if that's kind of the route they're going to go with Obi-Wan as well. Like, there's a lot of rumors right. that will get some of the flashback. And I think that that is such an awesome thing because we get to experience, you know, what we saw in the animated series a little bit more in live action stuff. And I think that that's, you know, a lot of what uh, Filoni is doing over there at Lucasfilm which makes things super exciting for um, basically every Star Wars. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you get people from all over the spectrum, people that liked the original trilogy, people that liked these uh, prequels, people that liked the sequels. I mean, we get all that you know, coming at us, and um, it's just a, a good day to be a Star Wars fan. Absolutely. And uh, did, they, did they give any uh, indication as to when Ahsoka is going to drop? I'm assuming it's sometime next year. Yeah, I don't think they've released a hard date for it, but I think that's the speculation. A bunch of the reporters are saying that um, they are really getting set to start the production on that. All right. So, well, let's go ahead year. and dive into Aftermath. Absolutely. So, what did you think of this episode? Well, this is a. This was a great first episode for for the series to start off with. Since we met the Bad Batch within the first three episodes of season seven of uh, Clone Wars, and which I do recommend if you haven't watched the Bad Batch yet, go watch those first three episodes first. It gives you some some background on the characters and where they've come from and and whatnot. They give you a little bit too during this first episode, but if you want to see them in action first and see how they worked with uh, the other clones before, that's a Real recommendation. But, uh, yeah, we get a lot of good, great stuff during this episode. Um, we see the beginnings of certain characters we already know and love, such as Kanan Jarrus. We get uh, new characters like Omega. It's jam-packed full of stuff. Yeah, so let's go ahead and just start with kind of the um, looking deeper into the origin of Kanan. I mean, we he kind of goes and gets reinforcements in this battle that's going on. And the reinforcements, of course, are the Bad Batch of Clones. Um, and then we once again 
Lucasfilm is toying with our emotions, making us live through Order 66 again, where we see Kanan's master get, well, I guess we don't see her get gunned down, but we see the emotions on him as he is fleeing that. Um, but it's so hard because it's such a devastating event, but it's one of those things to mm-hmm. where um, in the Clone Wars, I really loved that scene where we got to see Order 66 kind of play out through Ahsoka's perspective. And then if you played the uh, Fallen Order video game, you get to see it play out through that as well. And now again, we get to see it play out here. And it seems like something that just never really gets old. No, no. Whenever a series is working in this time frame, we're going to see Order 66. It, it just has to happen. But the, yeah. the unique perspectives you get every time. Right. And that was one of the things that went, um, when they announced the Bad Batch, I figured they were going down this route where we were going to see the Bad Batch of clones really struggle with what's going on. And we knew that they were, um, you know, quote unquote, enhanced clones. So we didn't know how their inhibitor chip would work or if it was there at all. And we do get to see some of those theories um, come to life. And that's through all the bad batch. Something about their inhibitor chip isn't working except for good old Crosshair. Crosshair is all gung-ho about um, following orders in this episode. So what did you think about them having, you know, someone close within their, you know, within their uh, pack that is actually trying to execute Order 66? I would have been surprised if they didn't do it, really, because it, it's just the perfect thing. You got a group of clones. Yeah, they're enhanced. Maybe their enhancements or, or their mutations are not making the inhibitor work. But I kind of figured they were going to go this route where one of them was going to be maybe not as gun ho as uh, the regulars, as the regs, as they call them. But I knew there was going to be something. I didn't see a full twist coming uh, down the road where... Where we'll we'll talk about that when we get there, but uh, yeah, it, it, w- it wasn't a surprise, and it, it's a good dynamic because you can see how different the different bad batchers process these orders. Yeah, and this turns into something where there's the order, and then immediately we have all the clones being called back to Camino, and we kind of get this very like classic 1980s war film. Um, you know, cafeteria scene with the Bad Batch and the regs, and immediately Hunter is suspicious of all this going on and is thinking basically like, okay, what is happening? Something's weird. They say that the war is over, but it doesn't feel like it. It seems like they're gearing us up for something else. And then, of course, we get the Grand Moff himself, and we get Tarkin coming in here, and he is suspicious of the Bad Batch, and their ability to follow orders. So he sends them on this mission to, quote-unquote, eliminate a, uh, you know, basically droids that are still out in the galaxy. And when they get there, um, or before they get there, you have this character Omega, who um, we do find out she is also an enhanced clone, but she is warning Hunter that the mission is not what it seems. And so now they get there and there's this test of loyalty going on. Crosshair is gung-ho about gunning down, not droids, but these human resistance fighters that we find out are a member or a part of Saw Gerrera's resistance team. Now, what did you think about bringing the freedom fighters of Saw Gerrera back into 
our brains, like reminding us that he is out there. Well, there's a lot of Saw Guerrero we don't know about. I mean, we've seen him in the, a couple times in the Clone Wars. We've seen him as an older gentleman about to die in Rogue One. But there's still a lot of his story that isn't told. We do have background snippets here and there. But it's just always with Saw because he's such an interesting character that we get more of him. Like, even if it's just a little bit here and there. And in this particular case, he's telling the clones, look, yeah, the, the war is over. But the war is not really over. It's just changed focus. You need to adapt or or die, basically. Yeah, and this is something where Saw, like, you know, points out to them, like, does it look like we're, uh, you know, no children are present, or does it look like that we're a bunch of droids? Because, of course, there are children that are hiding out here, because this is a galaxy that has really, you know, starting to get the Empire's grips wrapped around it without them even knowing. No, absolutely, and... That's another thing I like about uh, the way the, this episode's opened up is we get to see a lot more of how the empire unfolded in, in its uh, in its in its in its rise and its in its formative years, and uh, we will see more of that throughout the season, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, it, it's been it's been a, it's it's a great episode for a lot of things, including you know, Saw and what's going on. And of course, our Bad Batch they choose not to. Um, follow through with their orders, which leads them being charged with treason. And we have uh, Moff Tarkin again coming back and doing his whole, you know, evil scheming. And he wants to see um, if Crosshair's inhibitor chip is working. And it seems like his enhancements aren't uh, affecting the chip too much that he's still able the, that Order 66 basically was such a strong of a program within the inhibitor ship that he is following that order. And then Tarkin basically says, let's dial it up to 100 and let's see what happens from there. Yeah. And what happens from there is Crosshair follows the program. He starts executing the order. He's basically a reg with enhancements at that point. But... Not a reg, because he, he's still acting on his enhanced programming, too. So, he's, he's basically what the Bad Batch would be if they were all following the Imperial Order 66. Yeah, which really creates a nice little villain for this series, because we figured that they would be kind of running around and fighting against the Empire, but um, now we have this enhanced enhanced clone who has this inhibitor chip where now he's almost like the most loyal of the clones in this order, which is super interesting because now he is willing to take down his own team and a lot of fun stuff comes mm -hmm. from this conflict. Yeah, it will be a very interesting run with uh, with Crosshair from from now till through the end of the season and probably beyond. Absolutely, and we have this relationship that is forming between Hunter and Omega. Hunter feels like he needs to get her off planet, and basically that she needs to go on the run with them because not only is she an enhanced clone, but she also um, has some you know, resistance to this overall empire and basically uh, Tarkin is onto it. Everyone's getting onto it. So they escape and we see that Omega is the one that really saves Hunter from Crosshair at this end when they're trying to get on their ship to get off the planet. 
And this is an interesting scene because up until this point, we've only seen Omega in her brief scenes. Sure, she instigated a food fight in the in the cafeteria and whatnot, showing that, yeah, she does have some of that Django Fett uh, DNA fighting thing going on in her. But from for the most part, she's just basically been a medical assistant until she picks that blaster up and then out crosshairs crosshair. So what's really going on with her? What are we going to see develop out of her the next little bit? I mean... Obviously, her enhancements are just a little more than uh, curiosity intelligence. Yeah, it, you get a lot of kind of Leon and the the professional vibes from this with, uh, you know, this kind of kid who is willing to protect her new, you know, uh, father figure. Um, so it's kind of fun to see, you know, that play out. But there's definitely something within her own programming um of course we get you know the the desire to be a child which we'll see in the next episode where it's like huh i've never really been around kids before and um just kind of this emotional bond that we feel as she's forming that with hunter and it was really just you know quality writing from here it's really difficult to make people feel that way especially in a animated series um that is appropriate enough for children but it has high enough stakes that you know adults can watch it and have yeah. just as much fun watching it mm -hmm. well dave what is your biggest takeaway from this episode well let's see there's again there's just so much that you could take away from this episode like there's especially if you're watching it fresh i mean uh, in in a way, I wish I was watching this fresh, uh, going uh, going over it, and and not anticipating what's coming up. But the first time through, what I was really interested in is the two two, two things: what's going to happen with Omega, and what's going to happen with the Crosshair. And I love and even rewatching love wa watching those two story arcs unfold because I think they're the best arcs because they're overarching, but they don't necessarily drive the entire plot of every episode it's kind of happening in the background where you can see the development and whatnot it just it just leads uh, leads you to the writing on this series so far and going coming forward is just so well done yeah and i'll talk about this again and again because the most fascinating portion of this series for me is and we kind of already mentioned it is this view into the transition from the Republic to the Empire. We've never really seen that. I mean, we see the prequels and then we see the original trilogy, but we never see the transition of, uh, you know, these two things forming. And this one, this series really gives us an inside look at, you know, what happened to the clones. We get to see, you know, those things start being um, mentioned in the show. We get to see it firsthand here. Um, and it's just super, uh, super cool because this is something that people have been talking about ever since they found out that the stormtroopers used to be clones. And it was like, well, when did they transition? What happened here? Mm -hmm. And so much, you know, lore has been built around this. And now we finally get to see it in a uh, canonical sense. And it's really um, a lot of fun for me. And so that has been my biggest takeaway here. Yeah, and, and and to further that a little bit for a little bit more, we I'm sure like based on um, the the time frames when Obi Wan and Ahsoka were active as younger younger people, we're probably going to see more of that in those upcoming series.
You can find more TV Talk podcasts at tvtalk.fm. Thank you so much for listening, and may the Force be with you always.